0: Blob Talk Radio Welcome to the Daydome
1: to the DeDon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, DeDon Tolbert, back live for another edition of Ask DeDon Advice Mondays, where tonight we're going to be talking about a movie that I just actually happened to finish watching. I uh, started about maybe a couple of days ago, finished watching it uh, last night, <clears throat> and that is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm in Love with a Church Girl, starring Adrienne Bailon and Ja Rule. And, uh, I've heard different things about the uh you know the movie over the last what several months, since, you know since it was released. I really had no um you know no desire to, to check it out um uh, but you know I saw it being taped on um you know it came on BET so I taped it and I figured you know I'll check it out, watch it for free. And um I definitely had no intention of doing a live show on it, but after watching it even not even after watching it, while watching it there were a number of um, you know uh, topics and um, you know topics that I wanted to discuss that I felt that would be beneficial to you guys. Um, you know, as, as you know from listening to this show, we we often take different you know television shows, movies, uh, songs, and just uh, you know things going on in the media to to help illustrate what's going on in the in the black community as a whole and uh to help you guys um, you know as women avoid many of the uncomfortable circumstances you often find yourselves in and um you know I'm in love with a church girl this movie was is a uh, you'll you'll find tonight is a very good example you know of that um you know as far as how to avoid certain situations um Courtney is here with me tonight uh we're going to have a good show uh Courtney what's going on with you
2: Hey how you doing
1: I'm doing okay um I'm in love with the church girl. What's your thoughts on it, Courtney? Have you have you seen it? Did you wanna see it? Were you know was it on your radar?
2: It was not on my radar. <laughs> I, I saw the movie but um when it came out I wasn't I didn't go see it. I wasn't excited about it. But when I saw it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, sure enough like there are things that yeah, we do need to talk about in the movie, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I like at just at the end, you know how he gave himself to God. That's what I like about it. So.
1: And I, it's funny. I've actually heard. I'll say I didn't. I'm not gonna say I. I did, it's funny. I didn't think it was gonna be bad necessarily. Um, I actually anticipated it being kind of entertaining. What you know, which it was, but I just had no desire to watch it. I don't know. I mean, but I, I get what you're saying. Like it wasn't like one of the worst movies ever, uh, but what I will say about it is we're going to talk about this movie from several different perspectives. On one hand, we're going to talk about the movie just from a strictly cinematic standpoint. I want to talk about the acting, the directing, the storytelling in it. I want to talk about it just from a movie perspective, but then I also want to talk about it from a dating and relationship perspective, you know, like just how men interact with women, not from the you know, taking the movie out of it, but just talk using the movie to illustrate what we often see from men and women in dating and relationship situations and the problems that arise from similar situations. But then also I also and this is what most people I'm sure didn't even pick up on, we're gonna talk about it from a spiritual perspective. Um, you know, we talk about the entertainment industry, um, you know, we talk about who runs the entertainment industry, the the messages the images, the, uh, you know, the ideologies that are of a satanic and demonic nature. Um, We've been talking a lot about um, lately, you know, in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, just what the Bible says about what, quote-unquote, other nations do, how they worship their gods, you know, how they do things that, as the Bible says, are detestable to God. And we're going to we're going to uh talk about how this movie actually illustrates many of those things that are detestable to God. How people view God. And you know, you know, and I'll just tell y'all something just, you know, to start out. If you guys missed any of our specials on Satanism in the entertainment industry on blasphemy in the entertainment industry, Um, Just, you know, like our Grammy special We talked about the, uh, you know, the entertainment industry The music industry So many of those shows that we've done Where we lay the foundation of what we see out here every day You know, from a political, entertainment, sports standpoint There are people out there who are really on some other stuff Like when the Bible says people are doing things that are detestable to God Don't think that's a joke Like don't think that that's just You know, uh, just something that's in the Bible No, it it actually happened So we're going to talk about that tonight Let me just, let's jump right into it uh, um, Because I also want to do, go over the results of a couple uh, Emotional availability pop quizzes tonight There were a couple that we discussed that I thought would be uh, You know, make for good discussion topics Surrounding, uh, you know, tonight's show Um, Let's let's talk about it just from a, a movie standpoint you know what I mean? Like, let's just – oh, be, you know what? Before we do that, though, before we before we do that, I got a chance to watch. I, I didn't finish it, but I started watching the B T Awards. I know we were talking about it the other night, Courtney. I hadn't really even seen any of it, but we were still talking about a couple of things from it um, on, on our last live show. Um, did, refresh moment. Did you say you saw it or not?
2: No, I, I haven't.
1: I know a lot of people watched it, and I watched um, probably like the first – Maybe 20 minutes of it And if you guys watched it You will notice Chris Rock Throwing up certain symbolism Mm -hmm. Or certain symbols Hand gestures Which, you know And and if you notice It kind of lays the foundation For what he stands for What that broadcast stands for It was done maybe in the first two minutes Of his opening act So I would encourage you guys to you know watch that If you have it on tape or DVR or something Check it out You'll know what I'm talking about also, um, I noticed Little Wayne. You guys may remember him performing at the BET Awards. You got a chance to see him dressed in this, the colors of the satanic flag, which, you, as you guys know by now, are red, white, black, and silver. Um, you know, the same colors as CNN. The same colors as Verizon. The same colors as, as Comcast. The same colors as Nissan. The same colors as just about every major uh, you know, U2, whatever, I mean, so many, uh, basically it's the universal colors for, for bas- you know what I'm saying, like the, the powers that control this, you know, this country. And so you'll see various celebrities representing with the color, the main color of red and, you know, just that overall color scheme, which kind of shows you what they're into. So, and I and I just wanted to touch on that because as we get into the movie, it's important to understand the foundation of, you know, what's going on out here. You know what I mean? The, 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 you don't get to a certain point. I think this is what people fail to realize, is that you don't get to a certain point where you have international fame, worldwide fame, you know, millions of fans. You don't get to that point. I don't care who you are, gospel singer, whoever. You're not going to get to that point where you're seen by millions of people on televisions and, and YouTube and all that stuff and endorsements. You don't get to that point without compromising what you believe in, you know what I'm saying, or even embracing what they want you to believe in. That's why you have to show, you know, your uh, allegiance by throwing up certain symbols, by wearing certain colors. You know, a young woman posted in the group the other day um, how she was watching Sunday Best, and Kirk Franklin was doing, you know what I'm saying, throwing up basically the 666 sign, you know, repeatedly. You know, and I saw it too. He was. I mean, but that's not, I mean, that's what he does. That's why I was able to post on that thread you know Kirk Franklin throwing it up from from his smile video. Go go on YouTube and watch the smile video, and you'll see what he does. So this is that's just one example of what's going on out here, and which lays the foundation for where we're about to go with uh, with this. I'm in love with a church girl movie, and um, it's deep. Any, any thoughts on that Courtney, before we get like really deep into it?
2: Yeah, I, I want to say that I actually believe it or not. I didn't catch the symbolism in this movie, so I'm excited just to hear about it. I'm not surprised, but I I just didn't catch it.
1: Oh yeah, you you know what? I'll tell you something. It's I. I mean, I see everything, and a lot of that is mainly just because God has given me that that discernment. But this. Was like some stuff is obvious, you know what I mean? Like blatantly, this was not obvious. But when you and I hope y'all have the DVD. I hope you have it on your DVRs. And next time you see it, tape it, and you will see. That's why I couldn't wait to do tonight's show because y'all will see exactly what I'm telling y'all about. It was so slight, but it was it's so very deliberate. You'll see exactly what I mean. And the way we're gonna break it down is just gonna blow your minds. You know what I'm saying? But let's start, let's keep it simple first. From a strictly cinematic standpoint, the movie was trash. <laughs> now, now, the reason why I say that is I'm an author, okay? I'm a storyteller. I like to tell stories. So if you're going to tell a story, and I'm not even talking about movies, but just any story that you're going to tell, you have to develop the characters. You And and in doing that, you want to make the characters as believable and and relatable as possible so that the 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 you know the reader or whoever your audience is can kind of embrace what the main character has going on you know and that's how you build a connection that's how you stir up emotions and what was happening with this situation is it was so far fetched and ridiculous that the whole thing really just didn't make sense, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I say that. Why do I say that? Well, here you have a family, and I'm talking about Adrian uh, Adrian Bylan's uh, character. You have a family, and she claims to be a Christian. You know, she claim and here's the funny thing. Did you notice in the movie where she said, Courtney? Well, we don't really like to call ourselves Christians. We're more so. What she say? People of faith. Did you Did you catch that?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, here's the here's the thing. That's That's a big problem just in and of itself. You know what I mean? Like, I've never heard that before. Like, that's ridiculous. Because here's, I mean, if you really break, that's like the same thing that people like to do when they call themselves spiritual, when they just want to say God, but nobody wants to say Jesus Christ. You know, people want to say Xmas, but they don't want to say Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Now it's it's no longer gospel music; it's inspirational music. So here's the thing: if you know, I mean, to be honest with you, did you even ever really hear the name Jesus Christ in this movie? No. Right. So let me just get this straight. So we have a movie about a church girl who supposedly worships Jesus Christ who's into the church the question then becomes what church you see what i'm saying who exactly are they worshiping what exactly do they believe in right i mean i'm just asking how do you have a movie about church but and you never mention the bible and some people say well hold on we're going to get to that well i saw didn't they give job ja Rule a bible oh yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about that in a second. That's good. that's like the craziest part about this whole show. But you never mention God. You know what I'm saying? You never well should say, you never mentioned Jesus Christ. And she says, "Well, we don't really call ourselves Christians." If you're a Christian who follows Christ, why would you not call yourself a Christian? Does that make any okay. sense? No, it didn't. You know what I'm saying? I and let's cute. just let's just say the character had some reason for why they didn't want to call themselves Christians. As a, as a you know, director, as a storyteller, well, I, you know, if the movie's called I'm In Love With a Church Girl, but you have a group of people who supposedly are into the church, but they don't want to call themselves Christians, I think that that's actually significant to, to spend a few minutes explaining why. I mean, I, like they just skipped over it like it was no big deal. She's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're we're spiritual. We we love God, but we don't really call ourselves Christians. We just call ourselves people of faith. I mean, I know that may seem like insignificant, but that's actually actually very significant. Well, I mean, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, it is, and it it was done intentionally just to appease everyone, you know, right.
1: to draw everyone to, in. It
2: was crazy.
1: We have to be very careful. In society Not to be afraid To to go hard for Jesus Christ Everybody wants to just its that's Really that's the definition And the epitome of Satanism Is by You know Having this kind of One world religion You know Okay let's just all Worship God And we can all Call him different names Call him a woman Call him You know what I'm saying Whatever But you know what I'm saying? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, look, you've got to be specific. The Bible says, I am a jealous God. You shall have no other gods before me. So if you're not a Christian, that means you're not following Jesus Christ. Well, then who are you? What are you, and who do you follow? What do you believe? What do they believe? The Bible says, do not worship them, you know what I'm saying, their gods. Uh, th- th- you know what I'm saying? Don't worship their gods the way these other people worship their gods. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be specific. You're supposed to, you know what I'm saying, get deep into it. You're supposed to not be afraid. In fact, if you guys missed our special on, um, what was it, on uh, the definition of a real Christian, that was a a barbershop talk a couple years ago. Check that out. One of the best barbershop talks ever. The definition of a real Christian where we talked about, you know, men who are afraid to take a stand for Jesus Christ and, You know what I'm saying? And just what it actually means. You're not a Christian if you don't call yourself a Christian. You know what I'm saying? If you're a person of faith, you ain't a Christian. And this ain't a Christian movie. And I'll tell you something. One of the reasons why so many people like this movie, now I'm not going to say people because I don't know any men that really like the movie, but why so many women like the movie, because it gives them hope. And this is, again, a problem that doesn't bring people to the church it actually takes them away from the church because it tells them, "Hey, look, you know, this is okay. It's okay to be a quote unquote woman of God but still deal with somebody who is clearly not a man of God." And the the funny, it's not even funny at all. I should, you know what I mean, it's nothing to, to joke about. But did y'all notice in the movie where she actually said, she even went into, the director made it a point for them to go into the definition of being unevenly yoked. Do you remember that?
2: Yes, I caught that part. Yes, yeah, she did say that. But then did you see the part where he said he wanted to become a Muslim and he was interested in that and she was all for it? It just kind of went against what she just said. Right.
0: And right. you're supposed exactly. to be,
2: oh, and you get it, you get it.
1: That's the whole point. That's the that's the problem with this movie. It you had you you know what I'm saying? You had you put someone in a certain light and say this is a Christian woman of God, and so you get all these people to buy into it. But then when you really look at what that person represents and it's the opposite of what God would want for you, that sends a message that it's okay to be a lukewarm Christian and to be accepting of all this stuff. This is what the Bible says. I don't know what all this other stuff is talking about, but this is what the Bible says right here. Hold on, where is it at? Let me try to find it real quick. Here it is right here. In Deuteronomy 18:9, it says when you, this is uh Moses talking to the Israelites, when you enter into the land your God when you enter into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering and do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Well, now, so you see all of these things that we see so commonly out here in the world. Well, look at what's going on in the movie. Like you said, Courtney, she's okay with calling herself a non-Christian. She's okay with him just saying, well, look, I don't really go to church or I'm in between church. And she's like, well, what was the last church you went to? He's like, uh. And she's like, oh, okay, that's no big deal. If I posted that question as an emotional availability pop quiz, if a man told you, hey, look, you know, I don't really, I don't go to church. I can't remember the name of the last church I've been to. I'm not really a man of God. Like, I mean, do you think anyone on that thread would say, oh, yeah, I'd still date him"? No. Right. They wouldn't. You see what I'm saying? So why is that? Why is this everyone's favorite movie? Why are so many women saying, oh, yeah, I like this movie. That was cool. As if there's something okay with dating someone who you are clearly unevenly yoked with. That's not okay. And for the movie to try to portray it as it's okay is detestable. How are you going to explain the concept of being unevenly yoked but then still go ahead and date someone who you're unevenly yoked with? That makes no sense. (laughs) That makes no sense whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? And again, the point that the movie was trying to make is that it's okay to do this. The satanic slogan is "Do as thou wilt." Came up, came up with by Aleister Crowley, which has been adopted by so many celebrities and entertainers and different things. Kind of do what you want to do. Do as thou wilt. Oprah, Rihanna, Will Smith. You know, all these people have adopted this. Hey, look, we can just kind of do what we want to do, and everything will be fine. No, that's it's not okay. And that's but all of this was very deliberate. You know what I'm saying? Like none of this was a coincidence that whoever came up with this movie did it for a very specific purpose. Okay? Let's let's keep it moving. Let's let's uh continue with it. What are some other problems with this? Well, and these are in no particular because I'm just jotting uh stuff down. But another issue that I had was that if you look at it, she was just an idiot. Either she was just extremely naive or she was just an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Because, Courtney, if you notice, if you watch the film, like, you, if my thing is like this there are a lot of women out there who date dudes who hustle. Like, I know a lot of women, like a lot of you guys, y'all have dated drug dealers in the past. Like, you know, they're a street dude, and that's a decision that you chose to make. You know, most likely it turned out not the way you wanted to go, but hey, you still made that decision. You, you know what I mean? You wrote out, that's what you chose to do, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But nowhere in this movie. Did she, it's it's like she just took his word. Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a concert promoter. I drive a $300,000 $300, Bentley. I live in a freaking mansion. I don't work on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? And I just get all this money from being a concert promoter. Right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? And nowhere does she think does it occur to her that this is a drug dealer. This is like a drug kingpin. Does that, did, Courtney, did that not seem just a little far fetched to you?
2: Yeah, that was crazy because it really didn't—it didn't connect for her <laughs> at all what he was really doing. And even when he kind of confessed to it, but he made it seem like that was something that was in his past. And it was just funny to see her reaction. I was like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. <laughs>
1: I'm going to tell y'all something, and Osho didn't want me to put him out there like that, but I'm going to tell him, I, and I went, when next time we do Between Brothers, we can bring this back up. But we had a long debate. Me and Osho went back and forth about this today because he watched it. He's actually the one who told me to watch it, so I checked it out. You tell me what you think, Courtney. And I went, and if, y'all, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. And I told Osho I'm not wrong, but if y'all think I'm wrong, y'all can let me know that I'm wrong. As you just touched on, do you think... Like you said, in the film, he made it seem like that was something in his past. Here's the question. Based on what we saw in the movie, was he a current drug dealer, or was that just something that he did and he was now a, actually a concert promoter, in your opinion?
2: I felt like he was a current drug dealer, and the whole concert thing was just a cover, the promoter thing. That was just a cover for, you know, what he was really Let doing. Let me
1: ask you, I agree with you, I agree with you one hundred percent. That's what I told osho tell you tell me in your own words why you think that what did you see in the film that indicated that he was currently a drug dealer?
2: It was a lot of stuff going on, the exchange of money, and it was large amounts of money, like at the concert when it was all over him and his boys would basically split up the money or, you know, and you could just tell that that was going on. The police was after them, like all of them, and they had been following them for a long period of time. So how could you not be a drug dealer if the police is after you, like you're suspects? So to me, that just raised like so many red flags that, yeah, he was doing drugs. And then this big house, eight bedrooms, and it's just you. (laughs) You know, you're making a lot of money illegally.
1: Here's the thing, right? I mean, exactly, Corey. I mean, that, I mean, and also too, like I, I was telling Oshu, I'm very familiar with the drug game. I've never been a drug dealer. I've never sold drugs, but I know drug dealers. I'm very familiar with how the drug game works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know, I've, I'm very street literate, if you will. Um, and basically, what was happen is, happening is he was the 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 basically their distributor. Okay, if you guys aren't familiar how the drug game works is you have a – at the very top of the the food chain, now I'm talking about above Ja Rule, you have some Colombian, you know, Mexican, uh, you know, Dominican, some type of drug, you know, cartel leader who supplies you with your drugs. Like if you all saw American Gangster, like uh, Denzel – went straight over to Thailand to get the drugs straight from the head honcho he smuggled it back so he was able to have basically a monopoly on that whole industry because he had the the super connect that supplied him with the with the good drugs you see what i'm saying like that's how it works so what he what Denzel did is he got the drugs from the big man over in Thailand right from his connect he distributed it his family, his people, his team, and they put it on the streets. Denzel was the equivalent of Ja Rule in this in this film. Okay? Ja Rule had to connect from someone who we don't know who that was, but he basically supplied his homies with the drugs. His homies put the drugs on the street. They take all the risk, they you know what I'm saying, they deal with the the streets Ja Rule sits back in his Bentley and his mansion and just sits back and collects the profits once a week. That's how the drug game works. There's And if depending on how good of a distributor you are, you're not going to – there's not going to be – I mean, there's going to be heat on you, but if you do what you do, there's not ever going to be really anything to tie you to, you know what I'm saying, your street people. You just sit back and chill and collect the money. That's it. So that's how you have people like, I don't know if y'all watched the new 50 Cent movie, uh, or excuse me, TV show Power on Stars. that's the same type of thing. You, you know, what's the dude, uh, you know, what's his name, Amario, uh, what was his name, uh, Amari Hardwick.
2: Amari Hardwick. Right?
1: He has the club as a cover for his drug operation. You know what I'm saying? You have, like, if you guys watch Breaking Bad, you know Gus. You know, John Esposito, who we had on this show about five years ago, interview. He he played the character of Gus, and and he basically had the cover of the chicken stores, but really he was a super drug. You know what I mean? Like that's how it goes. And so my whole point is, Jarro was clearly. You know what I mean? It's not even a question. Like clearly, it should be to the to the the you know the viewer of the movie clearly into drugs. They had conversations where they were speaking in codes. They were distributing, you know, passing out the money. The cops were after him. Even when the, the uh, his homies got picked up, they asked him straight up. They was like, "Yo," he was like, "Yo, so what happened?" He's like, "Yo, they busted us." He's like, "All right, what's up? What they say to you?" He was like, "Well, look, they said if we all we got to do is give up our connect and we'll, you know, they'll let us go home." He's like, "Oh, so what you do?" He's like, "Come on, man, you even got to ask me that? I ain't going He was like, "Look, if I just give you give them your name, you know, what I'm saying they'll let me off." So that, that, that right there solidifies the fact that he's clearly a drug dealer. So I'm just saying that you know for anybody who feels like you know, he, that was something from the past, that's, it was not the past. You know what I'm saying? And now here's the problem that I have with it, and this is what, you know, what we have to look at. I'm skipping around a little bit, but Courtney, because he was a drug dealer, as we've established, a current drug dealer, at what point did he no longer become a drug dealer?
2: I don't think there was a point, was it? Or after the baby was born, I felt like he was a drug dealer the whole time. Right, right.
1: See, that's that's the problem with the film. You see what I'm saying? There was never a point where he said, and I would have respected the movie even more if if or on or or on some level, if he came to a point where he had the conversation with his homies, where he even had the conversation with himself hey, what I'm doing is wrong, or even was honest with the woman who he claimed to love, or even had a conversation with God. Even when he was cussing God out in the church, he he was mad, but he never said, I want to change my life, I no longer want to be a drug dealer, I'm going to go ahead and turn myself in, because the Bible teaches us if you do something wrong, okay, you have to make restitution for that wrong in order for you to be right so you can't just you know supposedly change your life around and then stay cool with your, with your drug dealer friends continue su- putting money on their books from the drug money you know what i'm saying that you that you accumulated while you you know what i'm saying keeping your friends comfortable in jail while they're still in the life. You know, let's just say he decided to walk away from life. His homies never decided to walk away from the life, so now he's supporting them with the drug money. He never said, I no longer want to be a drug dealer. He never said, hey, look, babe, I know you think I'm a club promoter, right, but the reality is I'm actually a drug dealer, but I want to stop you know but i want to be different you see like there was never that conversation as far as we the 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 viewer know they went ahead and got married and started their whole life and he he never came clean to her about wh- who he really was did you notice that
2: yeah you i mean now at this point like when you're talking about it yeah he he never came clean Kept he friend. never
1: came clean mm-hmm. you can't do that That's not okay. You can't say you love somebody but lie to them indefinitely, and that just be okay. And I think so many people are okay with that because they're used to that. They're used to dating the drug dealers. They're used to being lied to and overlooking things. They're used to playing dumb, acting naive like they just don't know. But, no, you know turning a blind eye just because the truth is going to hurt. She knew he was a drug dealer. I mean, come on. This guy, you know what I'm saying, pulled up with riding around with guns in the car, got out with two guns, ready to shoot the dudes, you know what I'm saying, put her life in danger, and she's and this is supposed to be a woman of God? I mean, is that I mean what what woman of God would knowingly put herself into that situation to deal with a guy who was into a lifestyle that could put her life in danger? That makes no sense, and it all and it actually insulted my intelligence, you know as a movie watcher that was so far fetched and ridiculous for them never to address that you know what i mean it was it was just insulting, you know, and I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying like I said, as a storyteller if you're going to tell a story then you've got to tell a story in a believable manner, and it did, that was just ludicrous. I mean, this is a woman who, who like, who claims she's a, a Christian, a, you know, a woman of faith. Let's talk about what else was going on in the, in the film. Um, very interesting. but Let's look at the relationship, the interaction between Ja Rule's, or excuse me, Adrian Balan's mom and dad, and Ja Rule as when they first met, and then when they started, you know, their relationship progressed. What did you think about that that whole dynamic?
0: I thought
2: it was unrealistic because at first, you know, the dad was cool, you know, he, meaning he was cool with him. He liked General Rule from the beginning. The mother couldn't stand him, and, you know, she knew that something wasn't right about him. And it was even a point where they were like eating dinner. And she asked him, like, she said, you know, we want our daughter to, we want our daughter to have, like, you know, a man of God. Is that person you? And he's like, I don't know. And so you go from that moment to all of a sudden the mom is like in love with him, and now she likes him, and they live happily ever after. I just didn't get how that happened.
1: Thank you, thank you. That that's my whole point. Thank you. That do you see how ridiculous that that whole <laughs> it, it, it just was ridiculous. Like you, I mean, you said everything. How do you go from asking, so first of all, claiming you're on fire for Jesus Christ, or whatever it is they were into, and saying we have prayed for. We all know how God operates. God is not the author of confusion, doubt, or uncertainty. So when you pray for something... You should be sure that God is going to answer that prayer definitively. So you're really not going to have to ask a man. Like if you pray for your daughter to be blessed with a man of God, you don't have to ask, are you that man of God? You're going to know, is he that man of God, because that's what you have prayed for, and God will give you the answer to that question definitively. Anyone, Ray Charles, could see that that is clearly not a man of God. But on top of that, he confirmed that he was, wasn't was a man of God when she asked him. He said, Well, look, I don't, like you said, uh, he just started look, looking all crazy. <laughs> like, nah, you know, he's talking about something. What did he say? I think I can be, or something like that, or I'm, I'm not sure. I
2: thought he said, I don't know. It was something ridiculous. I thought he said, but, I don't know.
1: I, yeah, probably so. Just like, but yeah, whatever it was, just something stupid. Something that was not the answer that she was looking for. She gave him that skeptical look. And my problem is this. Listen, I got a daughter, okay? I have a daughter. Now, it's not going to take, trust and believe, it's not going to take my wife to have a problem. Like let's say Aubrey brings somebody home, you know what I'm saying, and she has doubts about him. You better believe it ain't going to take her you know what I'm saying, for us to come to a conclusion that that ain't the man for it. I'm going to be all over that that dude. I'm going to be on top of the situation. You know what I mean? Like, this dad was super, you know, just kind of go with the flow. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, let's come on. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, what are you talking about? This dude is a freaking thug. Like, you don't question, like, who he is. You don't sit him down and ask, you know, interrogate him and get to know him and like that's just what kind of father, you know, does that? You know, I mean, we need to start. It's not about judging. It's about look, this is my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you're the, you're a father. You're supposed to. That's your job. You know what I mean? And I think that what happened is what what happens often in today's society is the bar for what women should deal with and who they should deal with and what they will ultimately settle for. The bar has been lowered to such such an extent that these women out here are dating these losers. You will never find a woman with a great father who is married to a great mother and they're great parents, and they love each other and they love that child. You will never, ever find a woman with those two types of parents end up dealing with a loser, a thug, a drug dealer, a psycho, you will never find that you understand I'm t- you won't because the the bar would has been raised to a such a high extent you're not going to settle for less than that, but if you date a, if your dad is a drug dealer, if your dad is a pimp, if your dad is a cheater, an abuser, or just not there at all. Well, you have nothing to compare him to. So that's why you end up with Ja Rule. That's why so many black women out here can relate and that's why they love this movie because they're dating Ja Rule. It's because they have a, their baby's dad is Ja Rule. You see what I'm saying? That's why this is like by people were feeling this. Because they are that good girl who loves Jesus Christ but doesn't really call themselves a Christian. They call themselves spiritual. But that are all these exceptions that's what we see from these women and then they end up dating these guys, end up getting having sex and getting pregnant by these guys. And then, you know what I'm saying, trying to change these guys. So many women out here are trying to change these men. And this movie was in, an inspiration to those women because the transformation became complete 3 years later when he became a pastor. Come on. Really I mean a pastor though. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? It, could have, I, it would have been. I mean, the whole thing was totally far fetched and unrealistic. But maybe I could see him just being in church. You know what I mean? Like just being in, like a man of God. At that, I mean, okay, cool. People can change. But like a pastor, though. You know what I mean? Like what? Kind, what church is that? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. That was crazy. And people really like this movie. Like, I mean, this is like the most unrealistic movie I think I've ever seen in my life. To be honest with you guys, you know, I couldn't wait to talk about it. And Danny got mad at me. We're watching it together, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't just watch the movie when I see crazy stuff. I'm like, what, really? And she's like, please,
0: can we just watch the movie? <laughs> Why can't we ever just watch it? I'm like, yo, I'm just yeah,
1: we're watching in silence. Can we just watch? <sighs> I can't. Even, I can't. That's why I did. That's why I get so hyped on these shows. I can't. Why I can't talk to the movie? She gets mad at me. No, I'm just messing with you No, but she do be good. Yeah, she do be t- telling me to shut up though. Oh, but yeah, let's. Talk, what else can we talk about in regards to this foolishness? Here's the thing about drug dealers. Did you ever notice in um, what is it? American Gangster. Denzel Washington got mad and came home and burnt the fur coat and the hat because he because it was drawing so much attention to him. Do you remember that scene?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He got mad about that because if you're the best drug dealers are not the ones out there flaunting their wealth to the feds. You know, like that's just stupid. Like I know where I'm from, like the job ja rules, you know, they don't they don't drive the Bentleys. They drive them hood cars. Y'all know the the Crown Victorias, you know what I'm saying? The the Buick LeSabres, you know those stupid cars with the 30 inch rims on, like the hood cars. Those they drive those cars, like the cop cars, but aren't really cop cars. All tinted out, look you know look looking ridiculous. But like you see, like those. That's how they 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 you know carry themselves because it's just stupid to go out and get you know get all this stuff that's going to draw unnecessary attention to you. At least that's how you do if you're smart, okay? If you're stupid, then you're going to go out and spend a whole bunch of money. Just like in, uh, what was it? What movie was that? Was it Goodfellas where the dude went out and bought a freaking pink Cadillac? You know what I mean? He's like, yo, I told you not to be spending money. Why would you do that? You just pulled off of this crazy bank heist. You know what I'm saying? Wait, was it Goodfellas or Casino? One of those, movies. I think it was Goodfellas. But you see what I'm saying? Just no, Just stupid. Spending money unnecessarily now here our ja rule is just flaunting it, expecting not to get caught. It ain't no club promoters that make that type of money. you know what I'm saying it's just, I mean, yeah, unless they're into something else, so you gotta look at it from that perspective ladies i mean when you when we talk about like how you know how to recognize the signs that you're being played, how to recognize that somebody's a pimp a drug dealer, you gotta really look at the signs. I mean, and forget all this signs. As a matter of fact, forget that. All you got to do is ask yourself definitively, is this a true man of God? It's either he is or he isn't. There was no way, I mean, aside from everything else, nobody in their right mind would look at Ja Rule in that movie and say, wow, this is a true man of God and You know what I'm saying? And I'm emotionally available, which is why God has blessed me with, with this man. When you lay yourself down to sleep at night and you pray for that husband, trust and believe it ain't going to be Ja Rule in this movie. Nobody in their right mind would pray for Ja Rule. Can we agree on that?
2: Yes, we can.
1: <laughs> so why do so many women like this? You see what I'm saying? Like there's nothing to like about this. There's nothing to give you hope about. The only reason you would like this is if you can relate and like I said, you've been trying to change that thug and, and expecting him to change, and bam, now he's finally changed. But guess what? This is a movie, a very unrealistic movie, That and the guy in your life, the Ja Rule in your life, the DMX in your life, guess what? They ain't going to change. You know what I'm saying? The feds will not give up on them. The white dude, the, you know, the cop, oh, my gosh, maybe he really has changed. Come on, no cop is that stupid. <laughs> no, no one is that stupid These are professionals These are like the people on the gang task force The drug task force They know the game They know all the tricks They might be like alright You're pretty good at what you do And we're having a hard time pinning this on you We're having a hard time making a case That'll stick against you But trust and believe We're not going to just give up And we're not certainly not just going to be stupid and think, oh, yeah, you've just turned over a new leaf and left the whole drug game alone. That's just ludicrous. All right. Total, total foolishness here. Did you, what? Now, there's a couple of things I was just jotting down, and I'm skipping around, but remember when he picked her up, and I guess he was going to take her wherever he was going to take her? Why was she trying to look all sexy and enticing? It's supposed to be a woman of God.
2: Yeah, I noticed that she she did, <laughs> she did. I mean, I think she wanted to she wanted to turn him on. I think I I think it was obviously like a physical attraction or that I mean, that's what um, a lot of women are attracted to when it comes to thugs. You know, it's that attraction, so they want to be sexy and cute.
1: Right, and so what happens is that's where you get into the games. That's where you get into the sex games. You guys missed our special on sex games from a couple months ago, the games being played in and out of the bedroom. You see a lot of that. You see, quote, unquote, you know, Christian woman or women, women of God, but they still want to try to sexually entice you. They still want to play tug-of-war with the panties. They want to let you get your grind on but not put it in. They might even let you stick the tip in but not go all the way because I want to be virtuous. You can stick it, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can do this, but we can't do that. I can put on this, this, this you know, skin-tight dress, show off my, you know what I'm saying, my cleavage and this and that, but I'm not going to give you what you want because we're going to do this. Or we can just do it one time. We can go chill in a hotel room. You know, where were they at, Courtney? Like, what, I mean, what they had, like, a hotel room? Or they were, like, at his crib? Like, what, I mean, just, what the heck was going on?
2: Yeah, I think they just, um, stays there after the concert. I guess they just got a hotel for the night. But that thing was funny though, <laughs> when she said he had to sleep on the couch.
1: Hey, that's my, that's my whole point. See, playing games, <laughs> playing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, stop playing games. Like, you know what I mean? Women have told me, "Oh yeah, you're gonna sleep on the couch." Oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna sleep on the couch. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, Y'all know how that game ends up. You know what I mean? Like, we all played <laughs> that game at one point. No one stays on the couch, okay? The the way that you get around that is by not even dealing with those types of guys in the first place, but not playing those types of games, not putting yourself into those types of situations. You know what I mean? We, gotta, we live in a society where everybody's a freak. I mean, let's just be honest. Sexual temptation is at an all-time high. Most women out here are freaks. Most men out here are looking for the sex. They're looking for the freaks. They're looking to take advantage of the freaks. You know what I mean? And and so it just ends up becoming one big sex fest. And that's, you know, I mean, let's be honest about it. Let's just keep it real. You know, the sexual temptation is always there. So that's where all the problems start. That's the beginning of all the problems. You know, is when you start to entertain that sexual temptation by dealing with men who you know that clearly are not the man that God has for you one thing leads to another next thing you know y'all have had sex now it's the sexual relationship you don't you know it's hard to go backwards and be like okay let's live for God you know you sleep on the couch let's not grind let's not kiss but we already done had sex <laughs> how does that work out guys you know it doesn't and you but but you already knew that didn't you i know i know that you, everybody knows that cuz everybody's had sex
0: <laughs> i mean like
1: that's we got to start being honest you know what I mean? We can, we got to start being honest, and everybody wants to, oh, I'm just so saved and sanctified, but keep it real. You know, like, what do you, you know, you still have a jump off. You still get it in, that, that, that Christian guy that you're now in a relationship with. Keep it real. You, y'all still get it in, though, right? So you got to really ask yourselves, well, look, how, you know, how of God is this person really if y'all get it in and conduct yourselves in an ungodly manner? I know, I'm, I know I'm stepping on some toes tonight. Yeah, you're listening to this show. Yeah, you're doing the Bible challenge. But this is Monday. You just had sex Saturday night. You go to work. Your boss "Oh, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, no, my weekend was good. I just chill." No, you didn't just chill. You chilled, all right. But you, yeah, you chill with somebody. You know what I mean? How was church? A Bible trivia Monday morning. But you didn't you didn't go to church on Sunday. And I'm not knocking you, but I'm just saying, keep it real. Can we start keeping it real, Courtney?
2: Yes, we can.
1: Like, keep like if you're a freak and you struggle with sexual temptation, just, yo, confess it. Because once you confess it, once you, you know what I'm saying, you have people who can hold you accountable to that, then now you know people are going to be checking up on you. That's what we're here for. I'm not saying call into the show for thousands of people and, you know, let let them put yourself on blast, but I'm just saying, Whoever you need to tell, tell them. You know, so they can check up on you. Your, your sisters, your, your your pastor, or your, you know, your spiritual lead, whoever, your best friend. Who you know, if you don't have people in your life who are where you want to be spiritually, you know, you, you're that's a problem. You should not be the the most spiritual in your circle of friends. You should not be the smartest or the most ambitious in your circle of friends. If you are. Then you probably need some new friends. Just keeping it real with you, you know. You need people in life who are going to challenge you to do, to do better, to get you to where you want to be. Ja rules on the plane. You know what I'm saying? The plane bought from drugs. You looking? Oh my yo! I just look out the window, and I see God. I see God all around me. Like what? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs>
1: like you, you're a freaking drug kingpin. You don't even go, like believe in God. Like there was, I could see if there was like some type of gradual transformation that we got a chance as the viewer to see, but there was nothing because he was always still in that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like there was never a clear and definitive point where he said, "I'm no longer going to be a drug dealer," or 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 not even that. Forget that. There was never even a point where he expressed discontentment with that lifestyle. Did you notice that, Courtney?
2: Yeah. How can you he express had, it if you're still in it?
1: Well, right. He had expressed a desire, at, or I should say, in, once, once he met the chick, you know what I mean, then he decided that he wanted more out of life. But what he wanted was to eat. have his cake and eat it too. He wanted to have her. He wanted to continue going to church. He wanted to have fill that spiritual void, but never, not once, did he like even certain like 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 for example like great the classic movies of all time. Great example. You look at Menace to Society, right? Kane. You know he wanted to move to Kansas. He was a drug dealer. You know he was in the violence. He was robbing people, sticking them up. Living the lifestyle, he even said, "Look, I'm gonna either end up dead or in jail. I don't want." He said, "I want more for my life. I want to move out to Kansas. I want." Well, at first he didn't want to, but after a certain point, he was like, "He's gonna go" because he wanted something better. He didn't want that lifestyle anymore. What at what point, you know, did 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 uh ja Rose have any type of similar conversation? He didn't. Never not once in that movie. And y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. You can watch that movie again and watch the whole thing. And you tell me at what point he ever expressed any type of resentment or regret or guilt for the drugs that he was selling. In fact, he loved it. He loved his Bentley. He loved the plane. He loved the money. He even got off on lying to the cops. You know what I mean? Like, he, he enjoyed that. You know, that wasn't that you can't say you want to change your life but then still lie and, and, and you know what I'm saying, keep up this ungodly persona. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, I, I was so hype about this movie. Like, I've been waiting all day to do tonight's show just because, it's you know what I'm saying, I was just um, excited to talk about it. Um, What else though? I see a couple calls We'll go to the phone lines In a second Let me I want to open up One more um, You know Just one more topic And we'll take some calls 646-200-0366 Hit the number one On your uh, keypad Uh, One of the things That I noticed here I I just want to Go in a different direction Real quick Because I told y'all We were going to talk about it From a spiritual standpoint We talked about it From a, um, a cinematic standpoint We talked about it From a Dating and relationship standpoint I want to talk about it In, in a, a spiritual From a stir- spiritual standpoint for a second This is very deep I want y'all to follow me here. I'm going I'm to lay a foundation When you look at Satanism And again this is something that I've studied for You know for years You know what I mean Like hours and hours and hours Just really familiarize myself with You know Satanism You know the Bible says that we are supposed to have no part in darkness but instead expose it well you can't expose evil you can't shed light on darkness if you don't understand the darkness obviously if you're talking about you know being a follower of Christ you know live, you know worshiping god well then clearly you need to you know familiarize yourself with the people who try to make a mockery of god the people who are detestable to God, their practices, how they worship, very few people want to even talk about that. You know what I'm saying? They want it. They don't. They don't want to expose it because exposing it. What means you have to expose certain celebrities. And when you talk about people's favorite celebrities, oh, then, then you're the bad guy. Forget the fact that they worship Satan. They worship and perform things that are detestable to God. But you become the bad guy. You're afraid of becoming the bad the bad guy to your Facebook friends. You know what I mean? And and it's like everybody hates you. They love the celebrities who worship Satan but they hate you because you're doing what the bible actually says to do, which is to have no part with in darkness, but instead expose it. So, that the foundation being, let's talk about what they do. Let's talk about how they worship. Let's talk about some of these little demonic and satanic games they like to play in these in these uh spirit in these movies. You know what I'm saying? In these uh entertainment uh Things, these TV shows, these Songs, let's talk about the Games that they play, here it is right here Check it out, do you remember Courtney, oh, this. Is, I can't wait To talk about this, do you remember Alright, when they gave Him a Bible, they gave him, he never had a Bible, they gave him his Bible, do you remember that scene?
2: Yeah, I do I, y'all,
1: y'all at home You remember that scene, right? Follow me here <laughs> What did That book Say on it
2: It had his name on it
1: Right Let me ask you a question, Courtney How many Bibles Have you ever seen in your life That don't say The Bible on the front of it
2: I've never seen a Bible That doesn't say that
1: Not. I'm the only person on the face of the earth Who caught that, I'm sure But now that you think about it, and when y'all go back home and you put that DVD in that you got from Walmart for $10, or you go back on your DVR from when you taped it from BET, you look at that scene, and you pause it, and you tell me what that front of the Bible says. Did it say Bible anywhere? No. Nowhere. you, You never see a Bible that doesn't say the Bible. All Bibles say the Bible. In fact, what did it say, Courtney? Where it should have said the Bible.
2: It said his name. His name was inscribed in it.
1: What was, what was his actual name in the movie? Do you remember Miles something?
2: Miles something. I don't even remember his last name. Some
1: crap. Let me. I'm, oh my God, y'all! This is gonna blow your minds. Let's go back to what Satanists believe. Satanists believe... Uh, I'm just telling you, if you don't... You said what?
2: No, I, I I I see where you're going with this. Continue, sorry.
1: What are you, psycho? I you, I yeah, like, I damn. know. Oh, okay. all
2: right. <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. All
1: right. So this is going to be crazy. Satanists actually believe that they are all gods. That's what they believe. Like, what what it is is, okay, like if I was a Satanist... Like, I believe I'm a god. And so you are judged, you know what I mean, like, based off of the extent that you portray yourself to be a god. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you rise up. That's how you get more popular. Like, if you're in the entertainment industry, the level that you will, the level of wealth and fame is, is how much you worship yourself, how much you worship the things that are detestable to God, how you portray yourself as a god. Well, who? Well, what, do you, what do you mean by that, Daton? Who does that? Well, I think we all know some pretty good examples of people who portray themselves as God. We talk about them all the time. Jehovah, he calls himself a God. That's how he views himself. Kanye West, Jesus, he views himself and portrays himself as a God, right? Will I am? Will I am? He's a superstar. Why? Boom. He. I am, the great I am. He made that a part of his name. These people who have achieved superstardom, they put themselves out there as gods. That's what Satanists believe, okay? Uh, Stevie J, you know, who remembers last season where he actually had the T-shirt on, I don't know if y'all remember, on Love and Hip Hop, where his T-shirt said what? I am a god. Did you see that episode? Yes. What kind of idiot wears a shirt that says, I am a, a god, you know? that's the whole point of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what they believe. And I'm not you know, this isn't like a debate, this isn't speculation. This is this is what this is the whole basis of satanism and you're seeing it right here, you know, in plain sight right here in the entertainment industry. Back in the day, the rich and the powerful, I'm talking when I say back in the day, I mean biblical times, the rich and powerful, the kings, the queens, you know the rulers of these nations they performed sacrifices they worshiped other gods they worshiped Satan you know what I'm saying they rip, they detested God you know what I'm saying they hated God they did everything that God hates the Bible says they they did things that were they did not, not things they did everything that was detestable to God right so they, that's how satanism was formed you know, like we talked about the other night, money, drugs, sex, violence, these are all things that are detestable to God. So these movies, they put it in, the, you know what I'm saying, these directors, they put it in the movies to, you know, just to kind of as a smack in the face to God. Okay. So going back to the Bible, well, you're probably wondering, well, why would, why would they do that? Why would they replace the the name, the Bible, with, with, my, with Ja Rule's name, basically? Well, I think you have it You know what I'm saying You should get it by now Because they were portraying himself as a god That's just like whoever wrote this Whoever the distributors The director The producers They said okay that would be cool for us to do you know what I'm saying? How they come? I tell you all the time. Their goal is to come up with new and creative ways to make a mockery of Jesus Christ. So how how else to do that? Well, let's take this guy who claims to have changed his life, but is really loving the world and the things of the world. And let's make him. Let's make the Bible his. Let's put his name on it. A clear slap in the face, in the face, face to God. Did you catch that, Courtney?
2: Not initially. I didn't. That's amazing.
1: I see everything. Let me just, t- when when y'all hear me talk, you need to understand, believe me, I know what I'm talking about. And a lot of stuff God will just show me
0: blatantly.
1: Like, like that, like I can guarantee you I'm probably like one of like a couple of people who probably even caught that. But if you go back and watch it, you'll see exactly what I mean and why they did it. It's no question. If you're questioning right now, I'm telling all jokes aside, you, I'm, at, I'm telling you, pray and ask God for discernment. And when you watch this stuff, he will show you exactly what he shows me definitively. It won't even be a question. It's just a matter of do you see it or do you not. It's not, it's not about is it there or isn't it? there. It's do you see it there. But all this stuff is right there. But that's not it. That's not it. The, the most craziest thing in the world, the most craziest thing in the world, hold on, let me show you. Where is it? This was crazy. This was a dirt. This is Satanism as blatant of any satanic imagery I've ever seen in my life. It made me sick. It it literally made me sick. You had Courtney, check this out. When Jarul's name was on the Bible, we talked about the foundation of how Satanists view themselves as God, as God's. uh, Ja Rule's name was revealed on the Bible What, what happened Ask me I just I'll ask, ask me what happened Right after they showed Ja Rule's name on the Bible Just ask me What
2: happened right after they showed Ja Rule's name on the Bible
1: And I want y'all to all go back to your DVD I want you all to go back To rewind it on your DVR And you guys tell me And see for yourself Immediately after they show Jive ja Rules' name where the Bible should be on the front of the Bible. Adrian Bailon throws up the six 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 sign immediately after. Wow. She does it on the low as she's taking a picture. She's holding the camera, and I'll post it. I'll do it right after the show. I'll post. I'll do a still shot of it. I'll post it in the group. Immediately after that, she's like, "Oh yeah, let me take a pic." Bam! She holds the camera. Oh. With her index finger and her thumb, and the six 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 goes up. That right there represents. That's the symbolism that we're talking about. No, we're probably going to be shut down. Don't be surprised if there's not a show tomorrow because they don't like this stuff exposed. Trust me on that. Don't be surprised if the show gets off. The, you know, this is the last show because we're going deep tonight into the actual foundation of Satanism, which controls this country. You understand? I'm I'm just being honest with y'all. You know. This is exactly what people aren't supposed to talk about. This is the stuff that they put in there, but only they're supposed to see. They don't bank on people like me who actually are very familiar and see everything. Like, I know their tricks. I Somebody saying, well, what do you mean? Maybe that's just a coincidence. Clearly it wasn't a coincidence. But if you need more, I tell you guys all the time, a couple of years ago I posted in the group, I took a still shot of it when I was watching Days of Our Lives. Don't judge me. I was watching Days of Our Lives. And y'all remember, y'all, if y'all watched it, you know about Nicole. Nicole is the main character. At least she was. I don't watch it anymore, but that was a couple of years ago. Nicole, she was in the park, and she was praying. And at the exact moment when she prays, God, oh, my gosh, I just don't know what to do. God, just show me what to do. She throws up the double six six sixes right as she's praying. Her eyes are closed. She's looking up at the heavens, and she throws up the double 666 on. Who, like, Right then and there, that was the del- that was Satanism in its finest, right there. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the it's when they re- this is what happens when they reference God. Their God is Satan. So anytime, and I'm just and I'm telling you, they do it all the time. I see it literally all the time. Now that you know what to look for, I'm, listen to what I'm saying. When you're watching a movie, when you're watching a TV show. And someone, a character, any character, I can almost guarantee it will happen. When they reference God, look out for either right there in that moment or the following scene, someone to blatantly throw up the 666 sign because that's, that's how they do it. Do you see what I'm saying, Courtney?
2: Yes. Yep.
1: This stuff is deep, man Like, y'all thought this was just gonna be a show about the movie This is so, 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 so much deeper than just a movie You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, real life This is scary stuff Well, it's not scary because we, we know what it is and you know, we, we're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ You know what I'm saying? Like, we are okay with that But, you know, it, it is real Let's talk about, um So, so there was that Um what else? Uh, Jairo was saying. Remember when he was saying, "This is another thing that they did." What do we talk about when we talk about the way that Satan uses us to keep us bound, oppressed, and depressed? We talk about the lies of Satan. Well, some of the lies of Satan are? Are guilt, shame, confusion? Do you remember when when Jairo was was doing his little monologue? He was like, "I just feel so guilty." I just feel such shame. I just am so confused. Do you remember that scene?
2: I don't at the moment. Yeah, he
1: was talking to the chick, man. He was talking to his girl, and he was just going into, you know, how how guilty he feels and confused he feels and just lost that he feels. Well, these are all common lies of the enemy that we talk about through private counseling with many of you. You know what I'm saying? And you just got an opportunity to see how Satan was also leading him by using those you know, those those traits, you know what I'm saying, to keep him oppressed. You know, I'm, it's deep stuff. Another scene that I found to be interesting, did you notice when he pulled up to the, uh, when he went to the church, he finally, uh, she finally convinced him to go to church, and the pastor pulled up in the Lamborghini. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, I did. Why was the pastor ice grilling roll like he wanted to fight him?
0: <laughs>
1: did you notice that?
2: Yeah, I did it? It was like, and it happened for like I don't know, like five seconds. Like they showed this moment where they're just like staring at each other. It was really weird, but yeah, I caught that.
0: <clears throat>
1: it, it was one of those things that was just. It, it's like the. It made no sense. You know what I mean? Like, it was like they were staring at each other. He pulls up. I'm thinking this is like some type of drug dealer, like a rival, you know, gang leader or something. You know, he's grilling him. Next thing you know, this dude is up on stage preaching. That's not okay. You know, I'm not saying it's not okay for a pastor to have a Lamborghini. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying, why would he ice grilling him like that? Why would you try to make someone feel uncomfortable in, in the house of God? You know, like, why? first of all, why would that even happen? But then, aside from that, why would you put that in the movie? Like, what was what was the point of that? So, uh, you know, think about that. Um,
2: oh, like, I have oh, an answer to that.
0: Oh, go ahead, um, go ahead.
2: Good now, I was going to say, I think the reason that um, they he had such a, a big part was because that that was his real life story. The preacher. That's the um, story is based on him. Miles is him. And so I guess that was their way of introducing him and putting the spotlight on him for that moment. So, so you're saying anyways. wait,
1: that's the real? That was the real dude? Yeah. Oh okay. So that was, he was like, it was like a cameo.
2: Yeah, basically. But it was still weird, nonetheless. Like it was still a weird moment. But I think that's why they put so much focus on him. That's his story.
1: Oh, that's the actual dude. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Well, I did not know that, but that I see why they introduced him. But like you said, there was still no reason for him not to be friendly. You know why not? Be like, oh hey, what's up, man? Like you know what <laughs> I mean?
0: Like,
1: Here's the thing. Let's now. Here's let's let's go into something else. More satanic symbolism. I want y'all to go back to your DVDs, go back to your DVR, and when remember when Jarrell was in the club. Did you mm-hmm. notice the song that was playing in the background as they were in the club? Do you remember?
2: No, what was it? No.
1: See, so y'all gotta catch y'all gotta pay attention to the little stuff because I pay attention. You got not saying you don't because I mean you know what I mean it's who really listens to that? But I mean, it, it, it must have been nothing but God showing it to me. This was crazy. When you when as soon as they walk in and go back and watch it for yourself. But when they go into the club, this is crazy. Rihanna's song is playing. They got a Rihanna. I never heard this song, but the lyrics were "possess my body, take over my soul." You know what I mean? "Possess my body" or something crazy. Talking about some, um, you know, basically take over my soul. Possess. That was like the whole the, the main words that I got from it. I'm like, "Possess my body, take over my soul," or whatever the heck she was talking about. They put like. You got a 10-minute song, or really they could have had any song. They could have had Montel Jordan playing. This is how they could have played any song in the world. But the one song that they choose to play in the background, you know, as he's in the club struggling with his faith, is "Possess My Body, Take Over My Soul." You, I mean, all the wow. of all the party songs. Why would you have that song playing in the background? "Possess My Body, Take Over My Soul." Wow, that's
2: crazy.
1: <laughs> Yo, listen. When, let me tell you something, man. When these people, these people are sick bastards. When they, there are people, it's, I mean, they do it in all their movies, but they get super excited. When I say they get off on this, like they literally get excited with doing movies like this. Like they get off on stuff like Noah making him to be a psycho when he was the most righteous man on earth. You see what I'm saying? You got Moses. God only knows what they're gonna make Christian Bale do. You know, what I, mean? I can guarantee you, they'll have Moses throwing up the six 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 sign. All through, you know, what I mean, you already know that's gonna happen. You got, you know, a movie about supposedly supposed to be about, you know, God and being in love with a church girl, whatever the heck that means. You know what I mean? And so you have you just throw in there, oh, possess my body, possess my soul, this and that you know go here's another thing that that that'll um that'll blow your mind you guys got to look at the mom remember do you remember when the mom the uh, Adrian Bailan, mom well i think she they were having dinner at the house was earlier in the movie and they and she said a prayer they were all praying uh-huh when yo i go back to your dvds go back to your dvrs i see everything watch her throw up the devil horns Right as she's praying, right after, right immediately after the prayer, she throws up blatant like devil horns. If you guys are unfamiliar, that is a uh, you know that's a very common Illuminati symbol. Um, you know for you know I mean just that's how they represent it's between that and the six 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 sign. You, you ain't catch that? You ain't see the mom throwing up the devil horns?
2: That's off the chain. No, I didn't.
1: Yeah, but 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 it's not just the fact that she was doing it. Again, what did I say earlier? You got to look at when she did it. It's right as she's praying, as they're referencing God, they throw up this satanic symbolism that 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 shows. You know what I'm saying? That that that's who they view to be God. It's it's deep And again Everything I'm saying You can go back And I want you to go back And actually see for yourselves Because I'm pretty sure You probably didn't catch it You know Just from watching it But that's okay That's why we're doing the show But I want y'all to actually go back And and really check it out for yourselves Because it's all You know what I mean It's all You're going to be like You're going to be You're not going to watch After this show You're not going to watch TV the same You're not going to watch movies the same I'll tell you right now Every movie that's made Okay Anytime you go see a, a, a this movie was in the theaters. If you see, here's the thing, you guys have to understand. This is this will always be this is how it works. If like if I make an independent movie, like I'm nobody. If I just make a movie, well then I'm not required to do all types of craziness. I can just make a movie. It's not going to be have the the big budget, twenty million dollar, hundred million dollar, whatever, be seen in three thousand. You know what I'm saying? Co- uh, theaters around the country, but this movie was it didn't last long, but it was definitely shown in movies all around the country. It had international distribution, you know. And so when you do that, okay, like when you have producers who are willing to invest millions of dollars, when you have distributors, you know, and you know, st- big time studios, you're talking about a big budget film. Those are the people who are deep into the illuminati I mean for lack of a better term I mean that's you have to play their game if you want to be on in their studios be picked up by their distributors you know be seen in their movie theaters that are controlled by their people you have, so what I'm saying to you is understand and every movie that you will ever see in the movie theater Someone, and I see it every time we go to the movies, I see it every time, every movie I watch, I see it, and you should see it too, you will see somebody blatantly throwing up these symbols early on to let the people know, hey, look, what you are watching is an Illuminati production. That's why in the opening two minutes of the Kirk Franklin Sunday best, he's throwing it up. In the opening act of Chris Rock hosting the BET Awards, He's throwing it up blatantly. And why? And Google, go back. I got it on my DVR right now. I'll go ahead and um, pause and, and take a still shot. You think I want I'll do post it after the show. Google Chris Rock opening, you know what I'm saying? You will see him blatantly. You'll be like, wow, I wonder why he just did that. I'm telling you why. Because it's an Illuminati production, and they are required to show their allegiance early to let you know what you're watching. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's not nothing to debate about. Just go, go ahead on your DVR, and you'll see it. That's every movie, every TV show. That's what every interview. Like now, you'll see these interviews. Like if you look at Arsenio Hall or you know Jay Leno, Jimmy Kimmel, all these you know celebrities who come on there to, to promote their films. Just watch within the first couple minutes of their interview. Eddie Murphy was on Arsenio Hall. I posted a still shot of him blatantly throwing it up. Boom You know what I'm saying you Let the people know How crazy is that The world that we live in
2: Yes yeah, Sick
1: Sick bastards The Bible says Listen we For we wrestle not against Flesh and blood You see what I'm saying It's not about spirit. I mean worldly things It's about, it's about Spiritual things Things are not of this world Spiritual wickedness In high places The president The entertainers The producers The directors The politicians The people who control You know these billionaires Who control the world That's who we wrestle against You know That's the people who we got to worry about The Pope These world leaders Who are all in cahoots With the government Who controls pretty much everything that goes on don't think that it's sweet out here. You know, oh yeah, we just no, no. Everything is being controlled the way they want it. So you just gotta look at it from that perspective and understand what's actually going on. See a call in the line from the seven six zero area code. Welcome to the Daton Tolbert Show.
2: Hi, Daton, it's Terry.
1: Terry, what's going on?
2: Um, I forgot you kept me on hold the whole time. You talk so much.
1: I know I talk a lot, <laughs> man. My bad. What's your thoughts
2: though? <laughs> Gosh, well, well, I caught everything, and I didn't have to pay for it, and I'm really glad that I did it because I just saw it on YouTube. But I caught the Bible thing. I caught the whole entire satanic agenda from the beginning. That's how bad it was, and it it, it rustled me up so much. I, I was even sick watching it. But right. oh, you just you just brought up that um, the pastor. I given them that look when they were walking in, and something came to me when I was listening to you, I think that was put in there for, yeah, the cameo, but you notice that the pastor was all in white, and he was all in black, so it almost looked like a standoff, and then the mm. pastor is the one that looked away first, so I don't know. That's just kind of something mm. that popped up in my mind. Um, another thing that's,
0: that... Hold oh, 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 quick
1: hold on, real quick. Yeah. That's, I don't want to lose that, because what you just said is very important. That's exactly... Yeah. When you let me just tell you something about Terry. See, what do you do every day, Terry? And it's clear what you've been doing. You've been reading the Bible every day lately, haven't you?
2: More than I think I ever have in my life. <laughs> yeah. Hold on,
1: hold on. So let me just tell the people. Listen to what she just said. More, Terry has been reading the Bible. Same just she's right where where I where I am, where a lot of you guys Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers all that. She's been reading the Bible every day. So as a result, she's been posting about it. She's been talking about it. You know what I'm saying? She, but also, the same stuff that God is showing me, he's showing her. You understand that, guys? That's how this stuff works. Okay? If you really start to get into the word, God will st- you, that you will be closer to God, and he will show you things that most people won't see. Because I didn't even catch that. But, but now that I think about it, and I, that's exactly what that scene was. It was a standoff. That, that I was just asking. I was. We were just talking about. It. I said, well, that? I wonder well, what what was that all about?" Well, now we know. And you're right, Terry. Who just dresses in all white and just goes to preach a sermon? Why was Ja Rule all uh, in all black? It was a standoff. Hey. And these these weirdos, these losers, they love symbolism. These producers, yeah. these the right, they love that type of symbolism. And that's what it was. But, I'm sorry, uh, Terry. Continue.
2: Yeah, not, yeah. I mean, that just came to me while I'm sitting here on the phone waiting. But and he walks away. That's another part that really got me. Is the pastor is the one that walked away, showing who's the one winning. You know, who's the one walking away? Who's the one standing there like successful? The guy in black, Miles, right? So um, the one, the other thing that you were saying at the beginning was the girl, and you were like, "What is she? Just an idiot? Is she?" You know. But the thing that Satan uses in women, I think, to keep us bonded is, you know, the the bling, the glitter, the um, material wealth. Like, you know, we like nice things. We like shiny things. So if you notice all throughout the movie, too, every time she starts noticing things about this guy that aren't right or she's uncomfortable with, especially that scene where um, he pulls out the gun, um, in the car, they're coming back. She's all distraught. They go back to the hotel. She jumps on the bed. She's crying. And, and he says, oh, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? And she says, no. And what does he throw right in front of her? Do you remember? On the bed? He throws that briefcase. He throws that briefcase on the bed right in front of her, and he just flips it open. And inside of it is loads of money. Like forget about all that because this is what I'm giving you, and I think that that's what a lot of those a lot of women who, you know, are strong in the face are always tempted by things. But that's one thing that keeps them, I think, in those those kind of bad situations is money, you know, and and glitz and glamour. And she was always going, especially when they went to that club, also. And he she sees Jerry Rice, and she says. And I was even thinking before that scene. I'm like, she's starstruck. You know, she's she's starstruck with this guy. She says, "I'm starstruck." She says, "You go back and watch it." She says, "I'm going to go home. My dad's not going to believe that I just saw Jerry Rice. I just met him, and you know him. You know." Well, so again, it's oh, hold on. Let,
1: let me let me. Oh Terry, you're killing it right now. <laughs> let me put you on a brief hold real quick. I want to come back to you if you don't mind. Let me just tell you what what just break down everything that she just said. She just said a lot. But that what she just said, I can tell God really showed her that because everything she said is correct. Every time she, that, that, that Adrienne Bailon's character was uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying, about something and questioned, you know, what she was doing, the decisions that she was making, boom, Jerry Rice. Like she didn't want to be in the club. She was uncomfortable that she expressed her discomfort. Boom, oh, my gosh, Jerry Rice. She just got, you know, her life put in danger. He pulls out the guns, threatens the dudes, boom, he throws the money. You see, like, that was, wow. Courtney, is that not, that's crazy to me because I see it so clearly. And you know, hopefully you guys do yeah. too, but what do you, how crazy is that?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, that is amazing. Um, shout out to Terry. Um, That's great, like, the just the connection she made, like, she's right. Like, cause I I didn't even notice that, like you know, initially. But that's so true. What she was saying, everything.
0: Right, right.
1: It's deep. That's deep stuff. Look, man, let us talk about this because this is yes, yeah. But most people didn't even realize how deep this was, and I would in, in, encourage you if you've ever missed, you know, if you missed any of our specials where we do this, like where we take a, an entire movie and just break it down. Those are some of the best shows historically. Whether it's um, you know uh, why did I get married? Why did I get married too, How Stella got her groove back? Uh, Love Jones, Tyler Perry's Temptation. Like these are some of the best shows of all time that we've ever done here because we're doing what we're doing now. So definitely, um, you know, check those out in your, you know, in your leisure. Um, another thing that I noticed also, which was also very interesting, Jiro ja is supposed to be this dude who is so. You know, like, oh, he's changed, he's turned his light, turned over a new leaf, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, cool. But he took the chick to the back room who was put there specifically to basically give him some, you know, some sex, right? What was he taking her to the back room for, Courtney?
2: Right, to have sex with her.
1: Right. And that's where we get into the temptation, to cheat, you know, because uh, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. He said, nothing happened with that girl. No, no, something did happen. You took her back there to bang her back out, but you decided not to. You see what I'm saying? Like, something happened in that moment that you decided not to, but you still went back there with that intention. You know, ladies, I mean, a lot of y'all, I mean, do y'all really want your man hugged up with another chick who he just happens to not have sex with? No. I mean, keep it real, you don't even want him thinking about doing that. Forget stopping at the last second, decide not to. He, was, he took her back there to smash. You know, so that's that's another, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of times the enemy will blind these types of scenes, you know what I'm saying, from you. And you forget about that because you want to maintain this happy image, this, oh, my gosh, Yes. Jarrell he changed. He's now a man of God, and the guy that I'm dealing with can one day be like that. But now you're not seeing that he really wasn't changed. He didn't, nothing changed. He was still going to smash the chick. He never stopped being a drug dealer. He never let go of those ways. He still was trying to fool the cops, and you know what I'm saying, and, and keep up this whole charade, you know. And, and so, you know, it is what it was what it was. Um, one thing that I, I wanted to touch on was uh, was faith. You know, when you look at all of us We did a show on faith When we did our Between Brothers You know, you have a lot of um, times When God will People put it like this We will blame God For not stopping certain things Of the world from happening That's not God's job Okay, if you almost get hit by a car You know, and God blesses you He causes that car to stop right in front of you Well, yeah, that's a blessing But you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't just expect stuff like that to happen. You know, bad things are going to happen to you and to our loved ones. That's, a, that's just going to happen because we live in an imperfect world. If the world was perfect where babies never died, nothing bad ever happened to innocent people, well, guess what? It'd be something else. It'd be called heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? But guess what? This is the devil's playground. This is the world. This is earth. This is not a happy place. Bad things happen. And God is there for us to depend on. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, went to pick us back up when we fall, when our loved ones fall, to, to, to help heal us and take away the pain. We're supposed to lean on him. You know what I'm saying? Not curse God when bad things happen as to say, well, God, why did, why did you let this happen? No, God didn't let anything happen. It's the world we we're here on earth. That's if there was never any bad, how could we be thankful for the good and for the blessings? So bad things will happen, and it's not God's fault when bad things do happen to you or your loved ones. Jarul decided that he wanted to curse God out. He wanted to, he wanted to test God. He wanted to come at God's neck, but then at the end of that whole little soliloquy, what did he ask for? Oh, now, now all of a sudden he wants to apologize to God. All of a sudden he wants to ask mm-hmm. God to bless him, ask God to heal his his woman. You know, I mean, how is that for blatant disrespect? Right. Yeah, that was
2: crazy. Well,
1: a lot I mean, of crazy stuff we, in
2: there.
1: That's what we all do. You know, I mean, we've all cursed God for at certain times for maybe we didn't get that financial blessing. Maybe we didn't get that relationship. Maybe we didn't pass that class that we needed to graduate or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? You know, we blame God. And then we, and a lot of times we don't even really thank God. There was no, I didn't see any, and maybe I missed it. I don't suspect I did, though. But did we see Jharul then praising God for, you know, healing his, his girlfriend when she woke up?
2: I don't recall it. No, I don't not
1: then. That. That. It didn't happen. But they they didn't put <laughs> that in there. But they show they but they were very meticulous about putting Rihanna, you know, and possess my body, possess. I, I swear to y'all, when y'all go back to your DVD and y'all watch it, y'all are gonna be it's gonna blow your minds. You're gonna be like, yo, what the heck? Take my body, possess my soul. What, <sighs> yo? I, you, know, you still got the the, the DVD? You gonna check that out?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, let's just say I'll take your word for it. No, no I, I, I want mean, you. A, I want I you am, to.
1: Just don't so if like for going, no other reason. Yeah, I, I want us to just laugh about it. We gotta have a yeah. laugh about it. I will. <laughs> don't make me. I will turn it on right now. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> make me. Yo, do not make me turn on my TV.
2: No. And by
1: the end of this show, and rewind it to that to that part, you know what I'm saying, as I get the remote right now, you see what I'm saying? And as we talk about these emotional availability, <laughs> pop quizzes, don't think that the DVR will not be, you know what I'm saying, scrolling back through the, uh, you know, looking for that scene. I have no problem doing it. I know me. I keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing. What <laughs> Now, what kind of friend you know what I'm saying, go, allows his friends, his quote-unquote friends that he loves so much, to go to jail for him, right, while he goes and get, flies around the world and gets married while his friends are sitting up in jail for some, for basically crimes that he committed. I mean, is that is right. that cool?
2: No, it's not.
1: Courtney Courtney what what's up with this man like what you know what I mean like this stuff people think that that's okay, that's not a real friend right, what else uh, have, he never came clean, you know she had a wasn't she pregnant at some point point then she she became pregnant
2: at the end i think it was at the end it was something else that stood out, but I'll let you continue it was something else I noticed. No, no, no. What'd you notice? While while why,
1: um, this scene is while you know what I'm saying. <laughs> while the DV, the DVR is is you know what I mean is playing.
2: Well, it's just simple fact that you know she um basically put him on this pedestal, like you know like he was just a really great guy. But if you notice in the movie, he never really cut off the woman from his past they were still very much around. Like if you saw the woman that he ran into that, you know, he slept with, and but not even just that part, the part where he was reading the Bible and a different chick called like every, you know, five seconds it was somebody different. But he never really cut off any of those situations. Right.
1: Wow. That's, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't he, even pick up on that, but, yeah, you're right.
2: He just ignored it. He just ignored it.
1: And and what would have been the right thing to do in that situation?
2: He should have cut everyone off. Like, if he was serious about her like he was trying to make it, then he should have cut off every woman in his past. It shouldn't have still been someone still calling. And so I feel like if they're still calling, then you're still entertaining it. So you're not a, an elite man. Well,
1: so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And this is, you see, I think that we, again, we become so – Caught up with the idea and the hope that that someone can change Like how many women are right now dealing with someone Who is clearly not a man of God But they feel has the potential to be a man of God And I just want to say definitively That's not how it's supposed to go You see what I'm saying? Like that's not right It's either he's going to be He is a man of God Or he's not You know? And I think this is it right here I think I just found it.
0: You know? <laughs> Can't you.
1: I know, I I'm tripping, right? Hold on. Matter of fact, y'all we're gonna watch it together. I mean, we're gonna make this real ghetto. We're gonna make this real ghetto. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we keep it real here on the Day Tolbert show. It is what it is. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let it play, right? Y'all listen up and I'm gonna turn the volume, let me turn this volume, we're gonna listen together and we're gonna hear it together. Hold on, I'm, I'm just gonna say, hold on, y'all gotta y'all listen. They gotta watch this. I mean it's not really here yet, but you get to listen to them talk. Here it is right here. I know it's real ghetto, but listen. Hold up. Did y'all hear that? Did you catch that? I, I couldn't Rihanna. really
2: hear it too much. Hold on, it, it was just much. real
1: subtle. Hold on, I oh uh, it was just hold on, hold on, because there was a lot of talking before <laughs> that. But you, I'm gonna tell you right, right when to listen. Yeah, listen, hold, on, just listen closely. It's Rihanna's voice. Hold, it's coming up right now. Hold
0: on, right here.
1: Did you hear it that time? Yeah. Hear it? Hold on, one more time. One more time. This is the club <laughs> scene. And she only says it one time. Listen.
0: <laughs> you
1: heard that Possess My Soul? Yeah. Y'all see how that works, right? That's the main, that's the Rihanna song, and we all know what she represents. Right at, and this is right, that's right when he's walking into the club with her, and it's the scene right where she meets Jerry Rice, and is starstruck. This is a Christian woman, supposedly a woman of God, in the club with Jerry Rice, listening to Rihanna singing about Possess My Soul. <laughs> Stuff right here, man. I just want y'all to all hear this. You know what I'm saying? Because so we let's, and that's honestly. I mean, let me just because I want to. I do want to do these uh these pop quizzes real quick, but a couple other things that I wanted to say about this was that a lot of people are saying, you know, oh my gosh she gave his life to God at the end. When you really give your life to God, because he didn't really give his life to God as we saw. He it was more so he. Wanted a new life That he saw That she presented And if you look at What were his mom's Dying words Do you remember what Rose's mom When she died What her, her last words were
2: No That she wanted him To be in church And have babies And get married Or something like that
1: She wanted all of that She wanted all of those things But one of the things That she said Was that right before she died She was like You listen to that girl she said, You listen to that girl because she's gonna change your life, not that God is gonna change your life, but she said, and y'all go back and listen to her dying words, her last words she said,You that she said that new young girl in your life she's gonna she's gonna change your she's like she's gonna change your life, and that's actually what happened. God did not change his life she Changed his life He changed his life For her And what she represented Not Because of what Anything that he saw In God That made him Want to change his life That's actually why The whole thing Was a charade Because it wasn't genuine You know what I'm saying It was all for her That's why he never Came clean to her You see him Because it was just he wanted to do he wanted to change so that she viewed him as having changed when you really want to change you change for yourself you change for God but he changed for a woman that's why he wasn't able to come clean to that woman that's what really happened and i think that we all sometimes have you know have done that at one point or another in our lives we may have changed or even that man that you're dealing with may have changed or seemingly have changed but really if he ain't, if the relationship isn't there I'm talking about with God, then he ain't really changed. He may do different things than he used to do, but if the relationship isn't genuine with God, then it's not it's not genuine. Okay? So I don't care if he became a pastor, I don't care if he you know all that other stuff is just was just for show. So I mean that that's basically all I really wanted to say. Hopefully y'all learned some stuff. Um, you know what I'm saying, as far as how the industry is really run. Hopefully, you learn some things about dating and relationships. Hopefully, you you know what I mean. Like if you and if you see any similarities between the guy that you're dealing with and Ja Rule, or you in any way can relate to her whole way of being in the film, you may want to do some self reflection because it's you know this is not a movie. Life is not a movie. And trust and believe that your situation is not going to turn out like Jarrell and Adrian Bylan. And if I but let me let me just say this, one thing and I think this is very important to, to be said. This may ruffle some feathers, but we talk about, you know, beauty and we talk about appearance. Oh, she's a, actually absolutely gorgeous if I can if I can say that. You know what I mean? Like I just wanna be honest with you. Like she's a very beautiful woman um, Adrienne Bailon more beautiful than I actually realized, you know, pre- previously. Um, but I I, I also like the way that she carried herself, you know, like if you looked at her, like she she came off, she had that um, that look that men go for, that that laid back look, that kind of sexy but still plain Jane, not a lot of excessive makeup, not the weave. Um she had a re- like a very you know nice body like she was she kept herself in shape, but she did not and like you know it had a you know a nice shape, but she did not have to show it off with the excessive amounts of cleavage, the booty all you know poking out like the the boobs out, but at the same time you 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 would be hard pressed to find a man who would watch this film and not say she was a don you I'm just being real with y'all as a as and i I got an opportunity. To talk to some of the fellas about this film, letting them know I was going to do a show on this. And all I'm saying is, ladies, I'm using her as an example because that, like, she is absolutely. And I'm not talking about the light skinness or the beam. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just, I'm not saying that. I'm just leaving it that she was an absolutely gorgeous woman. And if you're, and if you look at people like Beyonce, and if you look at people like Nicki Minaj or Rihanna or any of these hoes out here who feel like they have to dress in a slutty manner to be sexy, just understand, no, you don't. I'm a, I'm as real as they get. I will tell you a beautiful woman when I see one, and that is a beautiful woman. Beyonce is a, dis, a disgusting woman. Rihanna is disgusting. Nicki Minaj, these are disgusting women. Adrian Balan is a dime. That's all I wanted to say. I don't want to, you know what I mean, that's all I really wanted to say. If Marv was here, he'd tell you the same thing. And I mean, Courtney, am I, am I lying? I mean, based on the stuff we talk about every day, I mean, do you find her to be an attractive woman?
2: Yeah, she is. She's always been. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, oh so you've been checking her out from back in the day?
2: Well, I know her from 3LW. I'm just being honest. Like I always thought she was pretty. So yeah. I forgot she
1: was in that. Yeah. And the, yeah, and even if you look at her uh, her three L W counterpart, Notori Norton, who is on uh, on power, power, you know, and and the, and the infamous uh, portrayal of Little Kim in the Biggie movie that no man will ever forget, she just totally disgusting. You got one slut and you got one respectable woman. You see what I'm saying? Like two totally, they came from the same place. One presents herself as a hoe, you know, got her boobs out. Naked sex scenes, all you know. what I mean, I people looked at the at, at, at Notorious and said, "Wow, how could she be more of a freak?" All you got to do is watch Power, and you'll see exactly how she's more of a freak. than it's like, "Whoa, we didn't think you could top that," but you, you, know what I mean? you, you be wilding <laughs> out every week on this show, huh? You know. So, and I'm just telling you, and I'm a man just like everybody else is a man, but that's not sexy. She is not sexy. She looks dirty and disgusting. You know, whereas you we, these men they want these pure women. You know, these beautiful. I posted a picture of my wife. Just y'all saw the picture. But we went out on Saturday. Just you can still be sexy, but just but still be beautiful, still be classy, still be respectable. That's all. That's all. I mean, it's not hard to do. A lot of women, the problem is a lot of women are afraid to be respectable. They're afraid to go against the grain. They're afraid to put themselves out there in a manner that's different from what society says is beautiful or sexy or desirable. But what y'all have to, y'all fail to realize is that these men actually want the opposite. I don't want somebody who looks like Beyonce. My wife is the opposite of Beyonce. Adrienne Bailon is the opposite of Beyonce. Claire Huxtable is the opposite of Beyonce. Nobody wants these hoes. You know, now, don't get me wrong. I've had sex with plenty of Beyonce's. Rihanna is who, all I used to deal with back in the day, little freaks, little fast freaks. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, that's all I de- dealt with back in the day, uh, Megan Goods, you know, uh, Beyonce, uh, you know what I'm saying, little freaks out here, the world is filled with them, the fellas know. That's I mean, like, literally, that's, every w- woman I dealt with looks similar to that. But, I mean, you know. You can only have so many of those types of women before you say, hey, wait a minute. I actually want someone who actually respects their body. Y'all ever see Sparkle? You, you check out Sparkle? Yeah. What's her name? Was a Diamond in that movie? What's her name? Jordan Sparks. Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks. Just, just, be, I didn't even, I looked at her before. I'm like, whoa, where did you come from? You know yeah. what I mean? Just absolutely gorgeous. Like, man. You see what I'm saying? That's what these men want, ladies, not these hoes. So I, I say all that to say, just be yourselves. Whatever that is. I'm not saying you have to look like Jordan Sparks, I'm not saying you have to look like Adrian Bailama, I'm not saying anything. You just have to be yourself and carry yourselves in a classy manner in which God would be pleased with. That's it. That's and, and you know, and once you do that, men will actually find you attractive and, and treat you. You know, in the way that you want to be treated. Uh, let's do a couple of these uh emotional oh, Hold on. Hit something by accident. My fault, see look at me, moving too fast. Um let's do a couple of these emotional availability pop quizzes. I posted this over the weekend. I said, ladies, you've been dating a man who you believe to be a true man of God for four weeks after a really great matinee movie and dinner. He invites you back to his place to watch the NFL playoff game where his home team is playing. What do you do? Courtney, what's your thoughts on this?
2: I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go and watch it. And the funny thing is I, I don't watch football, but, I mean, I would still like to go and just to, you know, spend time and, and watch it and learn. It might be fun.
1: I, I, I'm going to tell you all something. I went back to – I scrolled back. Like, I keep a record of these threads, and this is, it wasn't the same question, but it was a very similar question from back in the day. I want to say maybe three, four months. Probably one of the very first emo- – when I first started doing them, it was something that pertained to going back to a, a, you know, a, a guy's crib. And a lot of you all may remember that the thread was totally different. Today – or this weekend, no, not one person expressed a problem with going back to the crib. But do you remember that thread from back in the day where 90% of the women on there said, oh, no, I ain't going back to the crib. You shouldn't be putting yourself in certain situations where you should be alone with a man and da-da-da-da. Most of the women were, would absolutely not have gone back to the crib.
2: Yeah, I remember that vividly.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. But the, you know and I and, and I purposely posted a similar question because and I was very pleasantly surprised cuz I was hoping to catch some people but you guys are listening. Okay? Give yourselves a pat on the back because you guys are listening. You guys are learning. You are now um incorporating you know what I'm saying like these these shows into your everyday lives you're getting better you're you know what I'm saying like you're not attracting the same types of men some of you have reached out for private counseling to really take it to that next level others of you are just listening to the show some of you are participating in the group so these are all the things that are going to bring about you know your your progress and ultimately lead to you being found by the man that God has for you y'all you know what I'm saying like back in the day so many people would not have gone and I, and the reasons that were given for why they wouldn't have gone is because well I don't know him and didn't y'all see for color girls when the girl got raped and da 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 he came back, you know, butt naked and raped. Like that was crazy, like that if you real quick, probably one of the top five shows of all time, not just on this show, but just top five shows period. In the history of like radio or any form of media was our special here on for color girls. Okay? I'm just telling you right now like if you're a new listener and you you've caught some shows you like what you're hearing tonight but you you know what I mean like you you want to go back and get caught up in the archives go back and listen to my special on Four Color Girls where we literally dissected every character and discussed how each of them basically epitomized what we see from women out here in today's society, and explain how their actions are often very similar, and their behaviors are very similar, And their circumstances and situations are very similar. I'm just telling y'all. When I say, when I tell y'all to go listen to these shows, I'm telling y'all listen to these shows because it will change your life. And you know, the information given would be crazy. Um, but yeah, so there's that. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going to a man's crib, you know. If you're, if he's a true man of God, you know what I'm saying? If the red flags are not there, if, you know, it's just platonic, or no, I shouldn't say platonic, but if it's just, you know, innocent and you just go in there literally to just watch a movie. Like I think back, my wife, before she was my girlfriend, came to my crib and we watched the movie, you know, we um, chilled. I made her some, my, my famous barbecue wings, we, we just kicked it. You know, so it's just you don't have to be skeptical of everybody. You don't have to automatically revert back to the massage on the couch and them turning you over and end up having sex with you and then never calling you again. You don't have to hold that new guy accountable for that situation from ten years ago or from last week, because that's the past. All right, so just think about that. Um, so there's that. So it's good, you know that that you uh, you know you guys uh, expressed. The positive answers answers to that one. Uh, One more uh, pop quiz that we'll do. This was a good one here. we got a lot of different responses. I'll read some of them. You've been dating a man who you met at church, and after two weeks he reveals to you that he used to be a gang member and, and that he sells drugs. What do you do? How do you handle that situation,
2: Courtney? I'm not moving forward with it. Like, it, it literally <laughs> stops right there. <laughs> and here's here's my take on it. I'm glad that, you know, you're in church and you've given your life to God, and you may have very well changed, but I don't envision a future with someone who used to be a drug dealer. That's not what I want. That's not what I desire. And so I'm thinking, you know, if God gives you the desires of your heart, I mean, it's nothing wrong with me saying, hey, I don't want to date an ex-drug dealer. You know, I don't want him to be my future husband. That's just me, though. Yeah, let's,
1: let's talk about it. I want to I wanna get into some of these responses. I'm just going to go down the list. I just want to – I'm not going to say any names, but I just want to read some of the responses and talk about them. Because this is this – is, listen, guys, there's no right or wrong answer. You know what I mean? Like, or I should say – there's no, like, you know how, like, if you're in school and they give you a quiz, like a pop quiz, and they, like, you know, like, you sometimes you can put, you have to put your name on it, and they say, okay, we'll pass your papers to the front so I can grade them, and it goes on your record. This is not that. Or then, you know, other times they'll say, all right, you take the quiz. All right, turn the quiz over. We're going to go over them right now. You're like, ah, oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? You get all relieved. Because you do got to pass them in. This is that type of quiz. It's a quiz, but there's no, like, it's just for for your information. It's just to learn. It's no grades. You know, it's no wrong answers. It doesn't matter. Even if it is wrong, it doesn't matter because it's still right because you're learning. So let's get into some of these answers. That's why I tell people, you know, right or wrong, don't be afraid to answer the question because your wrong answer may actually inspire someone else. It may inspire a discussion or a conversation that helps someone else learn. You know what I mean? So we'll talk about that. And, in fact, a good example of that is right here. A young woman says, "Um, I find out if he's still into that life, even tempted by it, or if he has truly given himself to Jesus and has been saved from the previous life. Then I would make a decision after those questions are answered, if he's still emotionally uh, i guess unavailable this means because of what he did in the past i would pray for him but move on if he has a truly given if he's truly given his life and soul over to the lord then i would move forward since both of our both of our goals keeping christ first are the same whatever the choice i would not judge him now i don't this is not a bad answer but it's she's she's going she has some things that she's a little confused about, and I just want to talk about them to help you know her as well as some other people learn from this situation- w- One thing that I would say about this answer is that the first thing is she says, "I would find out if he's still into that life or even tempted by it, or if he's truly given himself to Jesus and has been saved from his previous life. See the problem with that is is that ladies. You're not in these these situations to play detective. You know, you're not. That's not your job. You can't determine and assess and find out if I'm still in a certain life or my temptations. How do you know what I'm tempted by? How do you know if I've truly given myself to Jesus and I've been saved from my previous life? See, let me tell you all the difference. I've actually right like right now, date on October at thirty six. I've actually been delivered from my previous life. Like, I don't do the things that I used to do. Like, I can actually say that definitively. But there were a lot of women when I was 25 who actually thought that I had been saved and delivered from my old life when I was 19. And guess what? They were wrong. You see what I'm saying? Because I went to church, because I did X, Y, and Z, they were not, these were situations where They thought that I was different, but I wasn't really different. Oh, here it is, right here. You you see what I'm saying? I I was still the same person. You know. What were your thoughts on that, Courtney?
2: I I can I can see how they would think that just because just wanting so badly, wanting love so badly, that you know, you almost settle and you want to convince yourself that someone has changed just so that you can get what you want. I can identify with those women because I felt that right. way.
0: Right.
2: Second
1: thing that I would say about this is that, like, ladies, like, first, like I said, y'all will never really know. And it says if he's still emotionally available or unavailable because of what he did. First of all, ladies, you got to understand the definition of that term. There's no such thing as an emotionally unavailable man. That term is something that specifically has to do with a woman's ability to be blessed with love with the man that God has for her. The question is, are you emotionally available to receive the man that God has for you? A lot of times there are certain specific things that make you unavailable to receive God's blessing. In the Bible it says, when uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. Well, in order to make that scripture relevant in your life, you have to actually be that good thing. You have to have that great personality, the high level of respectability, 100% emotional availability. Otherwise, that scripture becomes null and void for you. A man's not going to say, wow, I've achieved the favor of God if you're still having sex with your ex, if you're still heartbroken about an ex, you know, if you still have certain things going on. Well, then no, God can't bless the best man who's praying for the best wife with you. So that term is something that I came up with specifically in regards to that scripture about being blessed with love by that man. So it, it's a contradiction in terms of, to refer to a man as being emotionally available, you know what I mean. When it has nothing to do with a man, it has to do with a woman being able to be the recipient of that true man of God that God is looking to bless all women with. Does that make sense, Courtney? Yes. And you know, and every so often, you know, we, and I'm not knocking her because I'm sure she. Probably didn't get a chance to hear the special on the definition of emotional availability. Probably, you know what I mean? And like, really maybe it sounds like a newer listener, but that's good, though. Now she's learning. She's listening to the show. She's participating in the threads. And, you know, we'll all get an opportunity to share different things with her in regards to that. So um, let's let's go on to some other answers. Um, what else is this? She says, uh, uh, another woman says, well, he used to be. Everybody has a past. I would continue getting to know him. Now, let's, let's just keep it moving because there's some other answers that pertain to uh, similar or similar answers. Um, the other woman says, I'd be wondering why it took him so long to tell me that. Uh, had he been more upfront, I would have kept talking to him, but in this case, I'd have to let it go. So with her, it's not a matter of the fact that he used to be a drug dealer and a gangbanger and kill people, but... You know, it's the fact that he was not honest about the fact that he used to do those things and forthcoming. We'll talk about that. Uh, another young woman says it's only been two weeks and we're just dating. The fact that he has he told me things before things started to get serious is a good thing, not a red flag. It's up to me to decide if I want something long term and getting to know him more with wisdom and discernment that wouldn't be hard to figure out. So basically, she gives no answer. And kind of straddles the fence on that one. She doesn't really say exactly what she would do. Uh, Someone else says, we all used to be something, so I wouldn't judge. I would continue getting to know him. Now, if I find out that he's still into it on any level, then I would cut ties. We'll have to talk about that one. Um, Someone else says, ouch, to be honest, I don't necessarily want to pass judgment on this, brother, Who appears to have turned his life around, but I pump my brakes, wish him the best in his life, and keep it moving. Now, see, I actually like that answer. And I'll actually say that was Kiani who actually said that one. That's probably my favorite answer out of all of these. Um, Who else? Another one says, uh, true life question. Everyone has a past, good or bad. My past reaction would be to run as far and as fast as I can. My second reaction would be to pray, pray, and pray. Ask God to reveal a green light or a red light and then proceed. I chose my second second reaction as I believe in God's transformation by true repentance and living a Christian life. Now, I really like this answer as well because regardless what happens, like she's being honest, she saying, look, I don't know what I do. That's why I'm just going to put it in God's hands you know and that's a, that's a real answer that's all you really can do um and we'll talk about that let's see another woman says depending on how long ago it was or the company he he still keeps it could happen and you'd be blindsided cuz he wasn't up front um you know another good point you never know what could happen out here in these streets you know let me let me see what uh what else we got Latanya <laughs> She says, "Look, I date him. You gotta love Latanya, man." She says, "Look, I don't, I'm dating." Him. <laughs> I mean, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> this is what we gotta do. This is uh, someone else says, "Okay, pencils down. Pass your papers up to the front." Date on Time to weigh in. Uh, Veronica says, "Can't wait till tonight's live show." Let me. This is what I'm gonna say. Uh, someone else last one says. I would continue to get to know him and pray that God gives me the discernment and wisdom needed to guide me through. It works every time if I decide to take heed the warning signs. Take heed to the warning signs He sends me. Listen, here's the thing, and we talked about this I think a couple of weeks ago on a different show. There are so many women here are looking for reasons, you know, to. As to why they should not judge him Why they should not cut him off Why they should not terminate this dating situation But what I'm looking for is And what's most important And what should be first and foremost And what what so many women don't focus on Is why am I even here to begin with You know, I mean, the re- because here's the thing Let's go back to the actual question You've been dating a man, and I worded this specifically for a very specific reason. You've been dating a man who you meet at church, and after two weeks he v- reveals to you that he used to be a gang member and sells drugs. What do you do? Well, what in this question says that this is a true man of God? What, the fact that you met him at church? What's the reason, Courtney?
2: Right. It, it, did, it didn't say that at all. It didn't.
1: There's no reason I didn't... whatsoever. To date this person It's like okay Yeah he could have changed Yeah he might have changed his life But why are you dating him One of the things that we see in society Is this underlying Spirit Of desperation So many women Feel absolutely obligated To date these guys Just because they present themselves What you have to realize is Everyone who presents themselves to you is not of God and has no business in your life. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason that they're like, that's like saying you met somebody. It's like, okay, yeah, he's cool. He's handsome. He has a job, but he just got out of jail. Okay, cool. I'm going to give him a shot. Why? Why are you going to give him a shot? What's the reason? There is no reason. You don't, you have to be more selective. You know what I mean? We have to get you to raise the bar. If you're a, a you know a, a human resources generalist, you know, and you that's your field, you hire people, and you have to hire three, you have to fill three positions, but you have a hundred applications. Guess what? Somebody ain't getting the job. A lot of people ain't getting the job. In fact, only three people are getting the job. So, ladies, you're gonna meet a lot of guys. Just because someone seems cool, just because they come into the interview with a suit on, doesn't mean you need to hire them, especially when you have 100 different people. But the problem with it is, if you're looking at the situation and saying, wait a minute, I ain't got 100 resumes. In fact, every guy I've dated has never been to church in his life. So the fact that a lot of women saw that church thing, they said, oh, Hallelujah. You know what I mean? This is someone who goes to church. Forget the fact that he's a true man of God, because guess what? Me and my homies used to go to church still hungover. We used to go to church Sunday morning after having sex, you know, Friday or Saturday night. You see what I'm saying? Like that's not. That doesn't mean anything. But as soon as you see everybody's all on, this is the main only reason. And now if I bet you, Courtney, if I said you've been dating a man who you met at the club, and after two weeks he reveals to you that he used to be in a gang member and sell drugs, I bet you all these these answers become the opposite. Do you agree?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do.
1: If you change one word, you change church to club, every answer on this thread becomes null and void, and it goes to, oh, heck no. I ain't dating him. But because you met him... Keep it real. I mean, keep it real. Y'all listen to the show. Keep it real. Keep it honest. You know? It's the fact that you met him in church. Just because you meet a man in church doesn't mean that he's a true man of God. doesn't mean he has a relationship with God. The question is... I bet you if I... Let me ask you all this. I asked this question a few years ago. He reveals to you that he used to be a gang member and sell drugs. But what if I change that to... After two weeks, he reveals to you that he was sexually molested and back in the day had homosexual thoughts. Would you date him?
2: No. The answer is still the same for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, for you. Right. And the answer the same for everybody. You know what I mean? What's the difference between being a gang member and selling drugs and being sexually molested and having homosexual thoughts? What's the difference, Courtney?
2: There is none. Right. I mean there is none. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's no difference. But for many women, because it's, like, it's like, oh, see this is where it gets deep. Because for gang it's like, okay, you used to be a gang member, you used to sell drugs, I know God can deliver you from that. But when women hear that homosexual those thoughts, it's like, Whoa God <sighs> can change a drug there, but I don't know, he ain't, I don't think he can change a homosexual. That might still be up in you somehow. I, don't, I, yeah, I love you and I trust you, God, but I don't know. That might be a little too much for you. You know what I mean? That might cause you to re- work a little overtime, God. I'm not sure you can deliver him from homosexual thoughts. So I'm going to chill. I'm going to fall back on that one, God. It's the same thing, though. If he can change the gang member, he can change the homosexual. question is, do homo- does the homosexual want to change? You know? Just like Ja Rule didn't want to change. But y'all were ready to ride out for him too. So you just got to look at it from that perspective. You know, so I would just, you know, like I said, that's basically enough on this one. But I would just say going forward, don't be so quick to look at the, to, to focus on the red flags. Consider the red flags, yes, and be aware of them, you know, and pray about them and make conscious decisions. But above everything else, just ask yourself, yeah, I could date a former drug kingpin, but but why? You know what I mean? Because I'll tell you something, and this is where it gets uncomfortable. You know, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I am going to be real with you. Just like y'all really don't need to be dating any former drug dealer. Like I don't, I've never sold drugs. You see what I'm saying? I've never been to jail. So like, my wife didn't want to date a former drug dealer. A former felon. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have to, so she didn't. You, there's, you don't have to do that. You could actually get a true man of God who has who makes good decisions and who's always made decisions. Do you have to judge the person who didn't? No, you don't have to judge them, but you also don't have to date them either. This is what a lot of, now I'm not, I, I purposely used the men first as an example. It's the same thing. But I'll tell you something. I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of men out here who choose not to date former hoes. So I'm just, I'm not knocking the former hoes or women who struggle with promiscuity and for the various reasons why they may struggle with that. But I do implore you to, from this day forward, f- consider your future and understand that your past will be considered, just like your credit score is considered, just like, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, buying a house, your your background check will be ran when getting a job. Your past into, in your everyday life plays a huge role in your future. You know it and I know it. So why do you think that your sexual life, you know, your love life will be any different? Make good decisions. You can't change your past, no. But what I'm saying from this day forward, understand your past is. Because a lot of people, the, the mistakes that were made 10 years ago, they weren't thinking about next year. They weren't thinking about this holiday season what they want, but now that you're aware of it, just know you need to keep them legs closed because every sexual person who you or every sex, sexual situation you put yourself into will significantly decrease your chances at love. Men and women, see a lot of women don't want they don't want to hear that, but I'm telling you, like that guy that you let smash. Because you think he's going to be your husband. Well, when he doesn't end up being your husband, you've now limited yourself significantly, you know, for what you're going to have in your past. What's your thoughts on that, Courtney? Is that deep?
2: Yeah, it is. That's, I don't really have anything to add to it.
1: So I mean, true. You got to chill. You got to chill, man. You You got to chill. It's like if you know you, like, okay, you're 35, or I'll say you're 30, and you know you want to buy a house when you're 35, well, what do you do? Well, you start saving money. You start making sure your bills are paid on time. You get that credit score up. You pay off some past debt. You know, you do the things necessary to lay the foundation for what you want five years from now. Well, what do you need? I mean, same thing with love. You know, you get that counseling. you got to go through two years of counseling because you've gone through 20 years of hurt, pain, and resentment. Well, hey, let's do it. You know, you know that you need to get over it. You need, there's some people who need to be forgiven. There's some soul ties that need to be broken. Okay, that's cool. You know, all right. Well, cause, and just understand, through this private counseling, we're about to go in a totally different direction. Like, we over the last several years, we've primarily focused on just helping women identify love and, and we'll continue to do that or, or opportunities for love and dealing with things that may be preventing that. But I really want to focus on, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of lack of communication. We just want to focus on relationship building. You know, building and maintaining relationships, positive, healthy, um, you know, relationships that are pleasing to God. So we want to do more marriage counseling, more relationship counseling, uh more couples therapy. So we're going to start doing a lot of stuff like that. Um, you know, just soul, you know, breaking soul ties. You're going to start seeing some advertisements about soul ties. Like, do you have a soul tie that needs to be broken? Have you committed sexual sin? And you and you don't have to comment publicly on it. I'm not asking for a whole bunch of thumbs up, but just know you can call the 800 number anonymously. You can make up a fake email address and we can communicate that. Whatever you want to do, you know what I'm saying? Just reach out because this is the things we're talking about, you know, is what everybody needs. So, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up tonight. You know, I I told you a lot of y'all didn't think it was going to be like this deep of a show, just talking about, you know, I'm in love with a church girl. Who would have thought Ja Rule could bring about such a, you know, a deep topic? But like I said, it's it's about so much more than Ja Rule or Adrian Balan or I'm in love with a church girl. This is about the industry. This is about God. This is about our relationship with God and the genuine uh, nature it, it needs to, you know, to be in order to have success. What's your your thoughts, Courtney? What last-minute words of wisdom do you have for the people?
2: I'll say that if you know that you want love and you want and desire love, you do not have to settle for less. So, you know, forget about the people that you used to deal with in the past. Don't cause that to... You know, settle for less than God's best because he wants the very best for you. And so do what you need to do, you know, continue to build that relationship with him and work on yourself, and the blessing is inevitable.
1: There it is. Guys, um, I appreciate you for listening tonight. You know, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for, I know it was short notice, a lot of you reached out and expressed to me, the fact that you were going to watch the the movie um, just in the last twenty four hours, so I appreciate that. Just so you could, um, you know, pay attention and be caught up with tonight's show. If you haven't seen it, I would implore you definitely, you know, take tonight's show and then go back and rewatch it. If you watched it, rewatch it. Certainly rewatch it after hearing tonight's show. If you haven't got a chance to hear it. Or, or watch it after hearing tonight's show, watch it for the first time, and then, you know, everything will start to make sense, and you'll see blatantly all the things me, Courtney, Terry, were all pointing out to you from a spiritual standpoint. And, and pray before you watch it so God can really give you that that, uh, that discernment. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Call me if you need help. If you want to se- schedule a free consultation, 855 55 on or email at Info at com. Thank you all for listening And we have a lot of great shows coming up No time to uh, go into all of them But just know this was a very spur of the moment show A lot of good stuff coming up Continue listening And I'll see you all next time Peace
0: Did on token motivate you, girl. The day don't be your motivation. child. Let day don't overcome and rock your world. Mm-hmm. The day don't be your motivation. child. Let day don't over motivate you, girl. Let day don't be your motivation. child. Let day don't.